Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Our founder, John Carter, says that being flat is a new spa treatment. So, <laughs> I like that. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it really is. Uh, the moment you go flat, your mind is just totally clear. You see things as they are. You, you're completely objective. So, yeah, there's a lot of value to it, especially in this market. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. On the line, we have Sam Shames back from Simpler Trading. And Sam, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things today. The The market's not showing much strength. It's looking pretty, pretty ugly out there. But you brought up something ahead of time that I thought was pretty interesting. I was talking about trading for exhaustion versus trading for momentum. You really piqued my interest on that one, Sam. Tell me all about it. Yeah, I uh, appreciate it. So um, normally as swing traders, and in this market, generally, we've been trading a lot more for momentum. So the market has had a lot of momentum in the indexes and the QQQ, the SPY. And when you have that, you can just really trade the breakouts pretty much continuously since March. Um, ever since the highs, though, we have tried to change our strategies for the most part. So buying those breakouts in a market without momentum, it doesn't really work. So instead, what you do is you flip both the strategy and the psychology. And so instead of trying to buy the breakout, we're looking for instead exhaustion pullbacks so that we can take the next swing higher. So the way that we've done that is we've developed a tool called Ready Aim Fire. And basically what it does is it tells us pretty close to the exact moment when the selling has gotten a little bit too extreme in the short term. And since markets tend to move like sine waves, you know, if you can catch mm -hmm. the trough, if you can catch the trough of the sine wave. You know, you could ride it at least back to the crest. And uh, in a market that lacks momentum, it really uh, has changed the strategies that we've used. Yeah, so so that makes a lot of sense. I was talking with TG a little bit ago about how um, it's funny. He and I actually had a similar trading experience of the last couple of weeks where I was buying Thursday and Friday last week and then Monday and Tuesday. And then by Wednesday, I was back in all cash because like everything failed. And I was like, geez, this is not, not what I expected here. However, I think if I've been trading more for exhaustion, that may have helped me a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you do that, it, it just it changes the game in that um, you're already buying after people have gotten really beaten up, right? So you have the folks that are buying neutral to momentum setups. In this market, that's kind of the old modality. So in this market, that's not working. They get dumped out. And then if you can step in after they've been dumped out, I'm not saying the swing will go back to trend necessarily, but you'll catch that next swing and it can be pretty profitable. Yeah. So what's going on with the market, right? We talked before about we needed the inflation numbers to be adjusted and the, the Fed came out and said that they were going to raise those rates or raise the, the targets. 
And, uh, you know, we expected things like gold and we expected the market to, to kind of rally behind that. And since then, actually both have just like really died, especially, um, uh, more silver than gold. I've been watching that. Um, but what, what's going on, man? I thought the fed was here to save us. I thought Jerome was doing his job. We could argue that, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's just that time of the year, you know, it's September. It tends to be the most volatile month of the year, uh, especially the back half of September. So we're actually about to enter it here in the next week. Um, volatility expectations have really risen, uh, especially towards the election. So a lot of hedging activity dampens the momentum market that we've been talking about. You know, you can't really have that momentum if everyone's hedging and buying puts on the breakouts. Um, and also there was just, uh, you know, we, we're mostly technical traders chart, you know, trading off the charts and on September 2nd was when the weekly trend broke. So the weekly trend is still intact, but it doesn't have momentum anymore. Um, and therefore if you don't have weekly momentum, then you have to rely on the daily chart and the daily chart is below the 50 and you know, it's below a couple of key yeah. levels. So it's just kind of a point of limbo where you have rising volatility expectations, a broken weekly trend, and no clear direction on the daily. Uh, Sam, this doesn't sound like a lot of good good news for the markets. Um, it doesn't seem that way either. I mean, I, I actually haven't even gotten into the bigger signals that, uh, that we're looking at. Um, not to put anything too crazy out there, but there's actually a scenario that's setting up for October that mirrors 1987. Um, okay, we well, you can't just leave that one. You got to explain that fully. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, we, we, we haven't really touched base on that one. Um, so there's a couple of products that I look at to get this, uh, this call, if you will. Um, one, if you look at the historical precedent leading into 1987, it's extremely similar to the backdrop that we have now. Um, you had a market that was pushing towards the highs. You had a couple of weeks of decent selling, but still relatively intact. And then the bottom just fell out in October. Uh, the signals that I'm looking at to get me there are the VIX, so the VIX, which is the volatility index. If you look at a weekly chart of that, it's created a nice big base, and oh. it has what we call a squeeze. So a squeeze just means compression before expansion. And the compression on the VIX volatility has happened at much higher levels than where it happened in February. So You're if saying it, uh, levels being like price levels? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, in February, we had a base below 20 and we shot okay. up to, to 70. Now the base is in the 20s to 30s. So we've kind of based from a higher level. And if we we're ready to squeeze out of that, it would imply a, a return to, to February levels. Uh, the other signal that I look at that's really underappreciated is a product called HYG, uh, which is oh, high yield. Uh, the high, uh, hang on, don't tell me. <laughs> high grade bonds, right? High yield bonds? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I've yeah. traded that before. I know that one. Yeah, so that, that, that historically tends to be kind of a his, uh, canary in the coal mine. And uh, we've seen that product significantly start to break down as well. Oh. Um, not only has it broken down, but it has so much um, reverse momentum, if you will, on the weekly chart that the breakdown has a ways to, to go. The, the, the thing with that product is credit tends to lead markets, right? So folks tend to focus on Apple or Tesla and Amazon. And that's fine if credit is good. But if credit HYG starts to break down, then that has this feedback cycle into everything. So okay. that's, that's a huge one.
So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask several questions on follow-ups there. So so TLT, um, which is long-term bonds, is showing strength, where HYG is showing weakness. Now, what are the difference in the the two of those? TLT is the, uh, the government bonds, so it's going to be the highest grade paper that you can buy. You know, AAA government bonds, U.S. government bonds. Uh, the TLT is 20 years, um, and the HYG is also bonds, but it's bonds issued by risky companies. So it would be like the Dave and Buster's of the world, mm. right? They would they would issue junk bonds. They tend to have a higher yield because you're, pay uh, it's a much riskier proposition, but in in using them as an indicator, um, when when credit starts to sniff out problems, it'll show up in HYG. So it mm. shows up in HYG first, and then it'll show up in the stock market probably within about a week or two. Do you think it has shown up with uh, Nikola, the uh, the electric car company? <laughs> Looks like you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. Yeah, the unfortunate uh, hill push. Yeah. yeah. All right. So so let's let's give the audience a little backstory on this. So Nikola, which is honestly just I'm gonna have to bite my tongue on that one. The naming of it to be a competitor for Tesla just annoys me, right? Like you could come up with any company name in the world and you want to go with Nikola to compete with Tesla? Come on, how unoriginal are you? But then the uh the stock got really excited and grew up a, a fair amount. Um when it was announced that uh, GM and uh, Nikola were going to be working together to produce like 18-wheeler type vehicles. And then it turns out that uh, there may have been some shady uh, dealings going on inside of Nikola. And maybe the, uh, <laughs> this is hilarious to me, um, maybe the, the truck stunt where they're driving the electric vehicle may have just rolled down a hill instead of actually being driven. <laughs> Sam, what in the world's going on here, man? It's uh, it's that kind of market. I mean, it's it's what happens in the later stages of a market, right? You know, uh, you look back at the dot com, and we all shake our head at all the craziness, the pets dot com of the world. This is our pets dot com, essentially. Yeah. You know, we, we're we're living in the moment, so we're not exactly fully aware of that. But I'm sure five, ten years down the line, we'll look back and think, what the hell are we? What, <laughs> what, what were we doing here? Yeah, you know, I, I saw a YouTube video and I thought the uh, the presenter did a good job of explaining the history of, of Nikola up to this point. And the founder, now obviously, you know, disclaimer, I don't know everything, but went through several companies and in that time committed potentially fraud on all of those several companies. And this is just the latest in his string of potentially fraudulent behavior, which I find really concerning, right? We're, we're trying to uh, potentially put people's lives in, in, in the hands of somebody that... Uh, may not have the best interest in mind. Like you look at Tesla, right? I, I think Teslas are great. I'm, I'm interested in buying the, the Model Y. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to experience what like sub three second zero to 60 acceleration would be like. Uh, and, and for relatively affordable, right? We're not talking Lamborghini territory for prices. We're talking like $50,000, $60,000 on a midsize SUV. Um, I mean, you can go out and buy a new Tahoe for a hell of a lot more than that. But, uh, you know, the 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 fraudulence like you're talking about the the pets.com bubbly aspect of things does concern me yeah i mean it it it, it concerns me as well um at the end of the day the fed will be responsible for for that you know when we look back on it they've kind of enabled you wouldn't be able to have all this uh excess if uh if the Fed had not kept rates this low, mm. basically, keep, basically keeping rates this low allows zombie companies and fraudulent companies to 
kick the can perpetually. Oh, really? How how would that how would that work? Uh, well, it just allows them to roll their debt. So, um, you know, if, if if bonds weren't so close to zero, their borrowing costs would be significantly higher, and they wouldn't be able to roll their debt because nobody mm. would loan the money. And then they wouldn't be able to make these these non-functioning trucks roll down hills. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was something. So what can we do to change our strategies going forward, right? Are we looking to now short stocks or are we looking to try and, and catch these these bounce moves? And if we're looking to catch these bounce moves, I mean, we got to be precise on our entries here. Yeah, you, you really do. It, 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 at least in the current uh, paradigm that I see, it's really become a lot more of a trader's market. So the idea of just buying something and holding it and you know getting paid off from the trend, I think, at least for now, has been on, put on pause. So uh, the adjustment is um, a lot more, like we spoke about, um, exhaustion buys in, in, in good, good charts like NVIDIA or Square, things like that. Um, sizing smaller, um, obviously, because the market is so choppy. So you, you can catch big moves, but you don't need as much capital. And, um, and being faster. Yeah, so uh, just kind of going back to the first point, not not getting married to anything because the overall market has lost trend. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen, I mean, you make great points. And I, I've seen several, quote, YouTube financial gurus who talk about, you know, I'm going to buy this stock, waste management. Waste management's awesome, right? People are always going to have trash. And then, you know, I don't care what it's going to, it can go up, it can go down. I don't care. I'm going to hold it forever. Dude, are you Warren Buffett? For real, like, do you actually plan on holding this stock for sixty years? Like, like if it's below its two hundred day moving average, why in the world are we even talking about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. All, all these people that say they have that patience don't. No. Have that patience, or, or they don't actually trade with money. I mean, that's the difference between you and I, right? Uh, well, not between you and I, between you and I and them. Uh, we we actually use money in our trades, and and um, can can attest to saying, you know, I'm not going to hold anything when it's just dying, why would I do that, right? Not for the fact that, you know, we can we can move on put to uh, to a new trade, but I had I had one podcast guest on, and uh, I'll never share who it was, but, like, you can see it in my face when he's talking about how he's going to hold it forever, and I'm like, why? Just get out. And he's like, no, I mean, I, it's pretty deep in the money. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get out of this one for, uh, for a winter, and I'm like, Okay, just get out. Like, deal with it. Yeah, so, I, I mean, opportunity cost is a thing. Yeah, I mean, you're holding up capital, even where you could be making other trades, but instead you're you're gonna just hold on to this loser that's not yeah. working for you. And, I don't know. But folks, uh, folks underestimate the value of mental capital. You know, not only do you have your money tied up, but then you're thinking about this whatever stock is yes. churning about. Okay. On that point, right, mental capital. Uh, like I was saying last week, I was buying Thursday, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then Wednesday came along and everything just broke. And my first thought was, ah, oh, man, this, uh, let's give it a couple hours to see if it bounces or whatever. But then I'm like, no, just like cashed everything out immediately went flat. And I'm like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> I feel a lot better. I don't have to think about this anymore. Exactly. There's so much to the mental capital part that you're talking about. That's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, our founder, John Carter says that being flat is a new spot treatment. So <laughs> I like that. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it really is. Uh, the moment you go flat, your mind is just totally clear. You see things as they are. You, you're completely objective. So yeah, there's a lot of value to it, especially in this market. Yeah. Right now for sure. Well, Sam, I appreciate the, the chat today. I feel like this is uh giving our, our, our audience some, some things to chew over right now that 
the momentum plays uh, maybe need to get put on the shelf for a while. Maybe try some exhaustion plays. Um, and, but, and also, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just oh, sure, also, sure. also to be really cautious going into October, right? Don't even if we bounce on this thing um, from a technical point of view, which is how we trade. You can bounce and it'll feel good, um, especially in things like Amazon because it'll bounce 150, 200 dollars. But uh, the signals for October lining up. So just to present them again for your viewers, uh, it's yeah. the VIX, it's the VIX, which is volatility, HYG, which is high yield bonds and uh international markets you can look at any choose take your choice um and lastly uh the dollar so if the dollar gets a rebound here you know it's been being sold off for a month or two uh if it gets a rebound here um that's going to put a pressure put pressure on stocks as well how do you track the dollar do you go what is it like ung or something no no no. that's natural gas uh starts with the u i can't remember what do you use to track the dollar uh, you're probably thinking about the ETF. It's UUP. Yeah. Um, UUP. That, that's what I'm thinking of. You don't that, you don't track that one? Um, you can use that as a trading vehicle if you want to go along the dollar. Uh, but the way to track the dollar is usually going to be with either the DXY uh, oh. or, or just something like a dollar euro. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm going to add these to my watch list for, for viewing sake. So DXY. And I was like, what? which one of these do I go with? So I remember I looked at UUP, but it's been a hot minute, man. I'm talking like four years ago since I've even looked at it. Uh, okay, cool. So yeah, so make sure you add VIX, HYG, and DXY to your watch list because that's literally what I'm going to go do right after this call with Sam. So Sam, I yeah. appreciate that, man. Good stuff. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Well, hey, um, you know, uh, again, thank you for your time. Where are we going to send people at today? Um, SimplerTrading.com slash Sam. I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner. That's where we're going today. So <laughs> appreciate yeah. your time, Sam. And, and make sure you guys head on over to SimplerTrading.com slash Sam to learn more about Sam and, and to get, you know, some more... Uh, more information that can help you with your trading. So Sam, I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be with you, Chris. Yeah. And thank you guys for tuning into today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Ten minute stocktrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimminutsStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimminutsStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10 legal. And thanks for stopping by.